0: Um Sahana Vatu Sahana Bunaktu Sahavirium Karavahi Tejas Vinavadhi Tamasthoma Vishavahi Um Shantishanthi So, we'll just chant all that we have done till now. These verses. Yatha nirindhano vanhihi Swayo nāvu paśaṁyati Tatha chittam Swayo nāvu paśaṁyati Swayo nāvu Mrita karma vashanugah, chitta mevahi samsarah, tat prayatnena shodhayet, yat chitta stanmayo bhavati, kushyamita sanatanam, prasadena, Hantikarma karma shubhashubham, prasannatma so, we have seen these uh, verses, very beautiful verses and uh, and what does it say here? It says that, you know, the what we call samsara is right here, <laughs> between the two temples. <laughs> yeah, this is what the samsara that you think is... Uh, Somewhere in the Jagat that is coming and troubling is is not really there uh, Because that doesn't mean Jagat is not there. Jagat is there which has its own reality But the Adhisthana of the Jagat is where is in the same place This is very important listen carefully the adhisthana, the source, the truth of the jagat, is in the same place where the jagat is cognized, ah, same cognition, that same faculty of cognition, is, uh, which is the buddhi, you know manaha, whatever you want to call it, buddhi, and that buddhi cognizes objects, the jagat, which which appears to be outside because from the standpoint of the cognizer everything is outside starting with the body mind complex correct so that same faculty which is the buddhi is engaged in what is that in um, in uh, you know in visaya meaning it is it is cognizing it is busy cognizing objects meaning it is the same uh, what's that locus or the faculty which cognizes the objects? Jagataha So, the locus of where the Jagat is obtained, this is very important, is the same Adhisthana where what <laughs> the truth of the Jagat, the, you know, is the same place where the Adhisthana, the truth of the Jagat, also obtains. Huh? So in other words, to make it even, you know, to make it really plain, the place where object cognition takes place is the same locus where subject cognition takes place. Where anatma cognition takes place, that same locus, that same buddhi is the locus for atma cognition. So, therefore, you see, we don't have two faculties of knowing. One part, you know, like the stomach of the cow, you know, the four stomachs, one for chew you know, one for digesting this, this, like that. We don't have four, uh, you know, two faculties for uh, knowing. One is to, you know, all these useless things in the world, is these objects, anatma, 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 and then one special cognition to know atma. No, not really. Why? <laughs> because that is how it is and also since there is only one thing in the universe and what is that? Atma. Even anatma is atma ultimately. So once when we know this, so therefore what? So therefore since there is only one thing to know and there is only one locus given to know that thing and that thing includes the Jagar, includes the concept of uh, you know includes Ishwaratvam ishvaratvam means what you know the the uh, status of uh, of uh, jagat karana how did this brahman become ishvara etc etc and the status of this bhagavan how did uh, you know how did this atma become bhagavan the answer is there is no coming there is no going there is no becoming it just is in relation to the jagat there is a status of Ishwaratvam, and that status is what? Incidental. Ishvara doesn't come and go, the status comes and goes, and this is what is, you know, highlighted in all these verses, is that, jagataha upalabdhisthanam, the place where the jagat is cognized, is the same place where the I is also understood, as being non-separate from everything. So you don't have knowing, we two things to know. So, therefore, the subject-object division is taking place where? Right here. Correct. And that subject-object division need not cause what we call samsara. Ah. It's, this is a step that is taken by the Ahankara to internalize The objects as You know uh, Raga, Dvesha, Inimikai And uh, conducive to me And to nice, not nice All these dualities It is because of the operation Of the Ahankara at Trying to individuate itself As a separate entity ah, So what is the, What is the message over here The message is that There is only one thing to know And the jagat, as a, 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 you know, the object cognition need not cause problems for me, for oneself. And number one, the object cognition, this is a part, okay? Why should it make me sad, huh? It should not make me sad, this is a part, this is, you know, hat, cat, mat, rat, you know, so many things. And this is a pot, this is an umbrella, big deal, you know. But then, you know, the pot can cause sorrow when when the pot is internalized <laughs> as what? As, like, you know, when can the pot cause sorrow? Oh, this pot reminds me of my pot belly. <laughs> That's why it's called pot belly. Ah. This pot reminds me of my pot belly is round, belly is also round, and how much I am, you know, exercising, and how much I am running, jogging, how much I am doing everything, still there is no change. Why? Because this pot belly seems to like all other round, round things gulla, Gulab, Jamun, Laddu, everything, and so, therefore, this part, the sight of the part, makes me sad. You see, there is the subjectivity there, and that subjectivity is nothing but this chitta, gone awry, we have seen this. Very important to understand that the source of samsara is not the Jagat, the source of samsara, right here. So, should I do this? Should I do that? Takes place. Same place where, you know, difficulties and, you know, uh, what is that? Raga Dvesha is there. Same place where the Ahankara is in a, is in, is in rebellion. Life after life it is in rebellion. And, uh, so, and what does it say? It says that I want, you know, I want to have what I want to have. You know? And okay, I am Bhagavan, but Bhagavan has to listen to me, you know. So, like this, this kind of a, this, this rebellion is there. So, it is the same, you know, same place. It's the same exact place. That's why Chitta Shuddhi, that Chitta is a very good word. Yeah, not to be confused with Chit, which is all knowledge. Chittam, neuter, uh, and, uh, yeah, neuter. So, this Chittam, is a place where you know the emotions reign and the ahankara reigns identifying with those aforementioned emotions and the raga reign and then uh, you know the, the 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 adhyanam is most felt in the ahankara's identification of the chitta that's why there is a lot of discussion here about the chitta and that's why the the Rishi just says outright, Chitta mevahi samsara hai, tat prayatne na shodhayet. This Chitta alone is samsara, there is no other samsara. But the Jagat is different from me. What is this you? From this uh, ahamkara? Let it be. Yeah. No, But then then this difference causes problems. Yeah, let them cause problems. No, then I will be afraid and sad. Then what? You know, study Vedanta Shastram, Patha, that's all there is. Because the difference is, is not a is not a painful pain causing difference. This is what you know this this has to be part of every Vedanta student's understanding. And even if the understanding is not there one has to cultivate this understanding with the help of Shastra and with the help of you know, Mananam Mananam means just thinking about this, contemplating about this, understanding it logically, letting it sink in and then the next time some difficulty hits you know, uh, being strong in the face of those difficulties and not allowing it to not allowing it to uh, affect oneself you know, more than is uh, warranted, that is the whole thing. And so, therefore, if the chitta, if the samsara is being born, the birthplace of samsara is the chitta, how do we ensure the death of samsara? <laughs> Where does the death of samsara take place? Also in the chitta. When, when the cognition, when the, what is that, akhandakara cognition takes place akhandakara uh, karavritti means the, the working of the means of knowledge when the means of knowledge called shabda pramana when the when it delivers when it delivers the goods the goods is you really yeah so when it delivers that you are all that there is and you understand it because you are self effulgent and you know self conscious And you understand that, you know, that you are the cause of the universe. With the help of the teaching, with the help of the Shastra, Guru Mukhat, and with the help of the teacher, you understand this. And then what happens? Samsara subsides. Will it come back? No. Because once you know something, you cannot unknow it. Once you see something, you cannot unsee it. And so therefore, it says that, the source of samsara is the chitta and the funeral of samsara is also chitta. Ah. And so that is what we have seen. Very beautiful, wonderful verses. So the last one we saw was what? Chittasya hi prasadena. So through this practice, so there is a three part practice which I just want to go over. So Chittasya hi prasadena so through the developing a cheerful disposition and how do you d- develop a cheerful disposition through uh, what is that through um, cultivating acceptance how do you cultivate acceptance through devotion and through understanding the law of karma that that this is all bhagavan and bhagavan is the actor i am not the actor and so through all this you cultivate a certain cheerfulness and an acceptance and the, the practice of this karma yoga hanti kills shubha shubha karma. So shubha karma means papa, papa means the uh, uncomfortable effects of wrong action and so that of course it kills and then what else does it kill? Shubha also, punya also it kills oh but i don't want it to kill punya well you know too much uh, uh, what is that punya is also a golden cage oh, just like the bird you know sometimes uh, in ancient india they used to bring the bird and keep and the rich people used to put the kings and all used to put the the bird in the golden cage <laughs> So golden cage is still a cage, correct, same kind of bars and uh, so therefore what, so therefore the golden cage ensures that one is born again with a lot of riches and with a lot of comfort where finding Vedanta becomes difficult. So therefore Shubha 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 and Ashubha is all the same for the Jnani and this is where one is oriented towards. Right now you can show up on the Punya, no problem. But understand that we are progressing to a place where it doesn't matter. All Punya Papa is given up, you know. So, Prasanna Atma Atmanis Prasanna Atma here means the one with a happy disposition. The one with a cheerful disposition. atmanis Atmanis Thitva. means what? You know abiding in the truth of the self thanks to the practice of karma yoga which prepares one for knowledge and thanks to gaining of this knowledge Sukham avyayam ashnute you know what happens you know gains sukha and what kind of sukha indeclinable avyaya means indeclinable sukha an unchanging sukha and then in the next uh, verse a, a um a thing is asked a what is that a uh, question is asked a rhetorical question samasaktam yada Chittam jantor visayakochare yadyeva brahmanisyat syatko namoccheta so samasaktam yada yada Chittam. Actually, it should be yadi, samasaktam, yadi chittam. Let me look in the other text. Ah, yatha, yatha, ah, not yada, yatha. See, these texts are, uh, uh, you know, this was uh, it, this was quite a uh, challenge to get the proper uh, wordings. I had to consult five, six versions of it. Samasaktam chittam jantor visayago chare. So, uh, there is a question here. Samasaktam means brought together. What? Chittam. This Chittam, which is the Chittam means the, 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 the mind. With its all its uh, with the ahankara, the buddhi, buddhi going in one direction, ahankara trying to uh, ahankara freaking out, chittam having a tantrum, you know, and then manaha wondering whether what to do, this that, all these things. So instead of being all over the place, all the various components of what is called manaha, the mind, including the emotive faculty, chittam, ahankara, the eye notion. Buddhi, the the decisive faculty, and the faculty, the intellect, and finally what? Um, Buddhi, and uh, finally manaha, the indecisive aspect. So all of them have come together here. You know, samasaktam. So you know, when do they come together? <laughs> When do these, all these things, when do they come together? They come together, you know, when there is, when the whole attention goes towards an object. Ah. So it's not that only in Vedanta they come together. Ah, They come together even in the pursuit of objects, is it not? You know, not just in the pursuit of the subject. So when one is keenly pursuing an object, then what happens? you know, what happens then, uh, you know, then something funny happens, what is that, you you, you are not even aware of yourself, huh? you have no awareness of yourself as separate, you have completely merged with the object that you have pursued, you know, whether it's an object, an event, a person, a relationship or even a pursuit, huh? you don't even know how much time has gone otherwise this person was having trouble how will i you know how will i occupy myself you know in this in this uh, in this time how will i occupy myself what will i do you know maybe in those days where you couldn't have your smart uh, devices tablets etc on you know, in the, where, in the plane. Everything had to be off. There was no, uh, airplane mode was not allowed. And so in those times, you know, what did you have to do? You had to just sit quietly. And supposing that video monitor was not working, you had to just read a book. Then let's say this person, you know, one such person who was very worried How to kill time on a coast-to-coast flight, four, five hours. How to kill time? How to pass the time? Oh my God. And then suddenly started to read the book. And let's say the book was very interesting. Some kind of a big drama book. Very persuasively written, extremely well written. The characters have come to life. And the person was transported to a different reality. And then what? And then suddenly was heard the announcement put on your seatbelt we are landing in 15 minutes. How did this happen? (laughs) This is when sama shaktam yatha chittam janto ho. Janto ho means of this creature. (laughs) Not even worthy of being called a human being because just like the animal, you know, like you give some, you know, you give some uh, filth, some kind of, you know, what is that? mud and everything, for the pig to roll in, and the pig is just unaware of anything, unaware of predators, unaware of itself, unaware of food, it's rolling in the mud. It has become, you know, there is this ekhi karanam, ekhi karanam means this oneness with the mud. (laughs) This oneness it has developed with the mud, it is not aware of anything else. And same thing with a dog, you know. Dog has developed oneness with the treat, you know. Or the squirrel that has cl- climbed a tree. It is looking at the squirrel. When are you going to come down? Why did not Bhagavan make me also be able to climb trees? Wait till you come down. I am looking. When you come down, at some point, what goes up must come down. Yeah, it. You know, the, the. Uh, uh dog is aware of the law of thermodynamics. What goes up must come down, every action is equal, opposite gravity it knows. So it is sitting there waiting, you know it's every muscle, every every attention, every nerve, everything is focused on the squirrel. Just come down, I'm gonna chase you again. And Father Pig, that is role having a mud bath. You know, that's all it's worried about. That's all big buffalo, all these they love mud baths because they can remain cool. So, you know, the buffalo, you know, he's not worried about anything, just that. So the and then in a the similar fashion, you know, just like all the beasts that we see, you know, going about their what desirable pursuits. Nobody is completely involved in an undesirable pursuit. Only in the desirable pursuits is one involved. So involved. So just like all these beasts, you know, donkeys, uh, donkeys taking a bath in the Ganga, you should see, oh my God, it's amazing. And uh, they are not aware of anything else. So donkeys, uh, elephants, uh, uh, rhinos, And uh, this uh, buffaloes, pigs, you know, they are all just rolling in the mud. And similarly, the dog is attentive, when will this cat or squirrel, whatever has climbed up the tree, when is it going to come down? It doesn't take its eyes off the target, it is sitting there patiently, waiting to, you know, chase it again. So, similarly, that's why the, the word that is used here is jantuhu. You know, Jantuhu means the, a creature, because when one is so occupied in the objects, one is no different than a beast, an animal that doesn't know any better, that doesn't have, you know, that doesn't have the Viveka, that there is something else to pursue, that this pursuit of the squirrel is taking time away from from how I could pursue the truth of myself, so that when I pursue the truth of myself, I will no longer be dog, I will be God. G-O-D, no, D-O-G, you know, so no more D-O-G, G-O-D, I'll change the spelling of my name, no, it doesn't have any idea, why, because it is ignorant, and because it is ignorant of itself, and but it doesn't know that it is ignorant of itself, it has enough self-consciousness to protect itself, and to reproduce, to recognize a species of its own kind, and to recognize species other than itself. That's about the knowledge that all the animals have. Maybe a few more ragadreshas. <laughs> I like squirrels. <laughs> I mean, I don't like squirrels, so but I like chasing them. Therefore, I like chasing them. I like dog treats. I don't like this. I don't like that. All these, you know, few ragadreshas, they, are, they, they have to deploy. So, how is that different from the person who is endowed with a human body but still goes chasing various kinds of ragadvesha squirrels up the tree how is that different? (laughs) no difference at all one is chasing something or the other somewhere or the other all the time pursuing something 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 with so much uh, samasakti samasakti means that samyak asakti means the, the, the total love So there is not just ekagrata, there is not just one-pointed focus, single-pointed focus. Asakti means total love for that and then total, um, you know, the there means the, uh, what is that, the attention. So when the love is there, the attention is there. So all the pursuits in the world demanding that much Love and attention and care, this person has no problem to give that, to give those pursuits that much attention, love and care. You know, that's why in the Bhajagovindam it says, you know, in answer to an anticipated and an oft asked question, when is the correct time to study Brahmavidya? Maybe we should start young when one is a child. Balastavat Krida Saktaha. No, 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 the child is the asakti saktaha. Same same word here. So the, the the child is completely involved in its toys and games and play. It's there is, it cannot understand Brahman because it is totally focused on what? Play. Krida Saktaha. or maybe young, you know, young man, young woman. Tarunastavattarunirattaha Tarunaha means what? The young man is totally interested in uh, The young person is interested in another young person Uh, The young adult is interested in another young adult And totally pursuing that young adult And so therefore there is no time And there is no space There is no attention for Brahman See, we knew this all along. That's why we should wait till retirement. And after retirement is the best time because all the responsibilities are done. <laughs> then what happens? Vridhashatavat So, the person who is elderly, old, retired is what? Full, fully involved with all kinds of worries. How will I die, when will I die, will I be bedridden for a long time or will it be quick like that, uh, how, what will happen, you know, will some will will my children come and visit me, you know, I'll be in a nursing home but will they at least come once a year on Mother's Day, Father's Day, Birthday, you know, Deepavali Day, something, some festival day, will they come, you know. This is all, and will they get along with one another, even now they don't get along, afterwards how will they get along, and what about all the property that I have amassed, will it have, you know, I have I have made a will, and will they, you know, will they or won't they, you know, will they respect the will, or will, will the will become a big won't, and they will fight amongst themselves, and what to do. And you know, I have given a uh, DNR, don't resuscitate, but then what if they just put me on a, uh, indefinitely on a respirator? And you know, these kinds of worries. So where is this pla- place, when is the right time to study Brahma? The answer according to Bhajago should be never. <laughs> or the answer according to this verse in the Bhajago should be all the time, any time. Any time one is ready, one is ready. Make use of the, the desire, you know? But our desire is what? You know Kadajitkaha Drops in, drops out, drops in, drops out. It's a kind of a flickering mukshut. You know, like a tiny lamp somewhere, you know, that is threatening to be assailed by the winds of what? personal gains and losses yeah that's what it is and so so this flickering mumukshutvam goes in and out suddenly one remembers vedanta when things are go, are going difficult when things are difficult in life suddenly this is oh there used to be those online classes where are they you know i i i thought i had a good time when i made the time to take them And so suddenly somebody will log on. And then what? And then it cools down again. So this is what is called Kadachit Kaha. So sometimes, sometimes. Kadachit Kaha means Kabhi, Kabhi fellow. Yes, there was even one song Kabhi kabhi mere dil mein khayal aata hai You know, sometimes, sometimes I think of What? You can fill in the blanks with Sometimes, sometimes I think of Upanishads Once in a while Oh, that Upanishad was nice Well, I'm really busy now I have to, you know, go do these things And then, so therefore what? The one is no different from a jantu Therefore, the verse does not give the, uh, the, uh, you know, does not even deign to respect uh, the person with the epithet of a human being. You know, if you want to be called a human being, the verse seems to say, behave like one, okay? Yeah, behave like one. So, how should a human being behave? You know, think about why this body has been given. Think about why you are not having a jantu life this time. Yeah. And let go of the previous, um, and and notice that the previous samskara of sitting and waiting for the squirrel to come down (laughs) in some previous life, the previous samskara of territoriality, all this is mine, you know, you can let go. Notice that it is there. And then what? Notice that there is a dissatisfaction centered on the self. Notice that, you know, that this needs to change. And notice that this is not centered on action. This cannot be centered on action. Action, reaction, action, reaction. It is not centered on action. So where is what is it centered on? It is centered on knowledge because the notice that the problem is because of self-ignorance because of which you make a mistake, you know, centered on the self based on seeing what is not real as real. Seeing the insecurity as real, seeing the pain as real, seeing the sorrow as real, seeing the unconscious that we talked about yesterday as real and because of that you try to fix all those things and so that which you know and all the effort energy focus goes in trying to fix the insecurity through action and if insecurity were real then okay you know act to remove it but the insecurity is again you know chitta hi samsarah that prayatnena shodhayet we have seen the insecurity is centered is, is, is internal, centered on the self, and so therefore what, karma doesn't work, therefore I have to resort to knowledge, I have to find, you know, a teacher, I have to study, I have to expose myself to the knowledge, and what this verse is finally saying is, the same love, with which you pursued the squirrel, or whatever squirrel was there in the other life, you know, in other life, squirrel, etc. The same love with which you are chasing other objects of, uh, you know, uh, raga, other objects that you are fond of, other pursuits and objects, the same attention you are putting into, uh, into that, put into this pursuit, which is what? Brahman, which is yourself. So, the same fervour with which you are pursuing objects when you pursue pursue the subject, then yada e yadi evam. So, e, e, if indeed in the same manner brahmani syat, so in brahman it was what? samasaktam chittam. That same thing from, uh, from the we have to do anuvritti, we have to bring it down again. samasaktam yathachittam. So just like your single-pointed focus and single-minded, you know, um, focus driven by the love of objects, events, situations and pursuits, with the the fervor with which you are pursuing, if the same fervor was directed to the pursuit of yourself as Brahman, tatkola muchyetabandhanath then who, my dear, would not be freed from sorrow? Who would not be freed from bondage? Who would not be freed from fear? So you see, really, you have it. So the the decision is up to you. You can decide whether to pursue the object or the subject with the same fervor that you devote to object pursuits. So, for, for jna, to pursue Jnanam, you know, um, exclusively needs, Atma Jnanam needs a lot of emotional maturity and so it is difficult to pursue this single-handedly, uh, you know, regardless of everything that's going on. That's why the previous mantra gave an option, Chittasya Prasada, it talked about, it talked about you know, uh, what What to do? I mean, I can't get hold. Stop pursuing objects. So what should I do? You know, because I can't, st- I'm interested in the subject, but I can't seem to stop pursuing objects because there are a lot of desires. Well, pursue the objects for the sake of uh, preparing yourself to serve, pursue the subject. How to do that? How to direct the pursuit which is towards the object, towards the whatever, you know, object of love, in, in order for preparation. That is what is called Karma Yoga. Pursue it, pursue it wholeheartedly, pursue it dharmically, pursue it righteously and if nothing happens, have chitta prasada, don't sit and whine about it, have what? Have a cheerful acceptance and pursue it by letting go of do worship. Say, Bhagavan, I really want this. It's in your hands. I am just an, you know, I am just a proxy actor. And whatever comes is because of you, Bhagavan. You are the giver of the fruits of action. It is okay. Better luck next time. Maybe I'll try next time. Maybe I'll do something else. So this attitude, if the attitude towards the pursuit of the object is changed, one is no longer a Jantu one is very much a mumukshu and the flickering mumukshutvam that light of mumukshutvam which is which was tiny starts to be a steady and a bigger flame and you know yathadiipo name ningate sopamasprata sa upamasprata this example was recalled says lord krishna in the bhagavad gita 6th chapter and what does he say you know yathadiipah Nivātaha, Nivātasthaha so like the, the, the light without vāta, nivata devoid of and a strong wind. No, So there is no more flickering, there is steadiness. Yes, I acknowledge I can't drop the objects but I want the subject so I transform the pursuit of the objects into the pursuit of all the values, attitudes, shraddha, devotion, etc., that I need in order to qualify to pursue the subject. This is what the whole thing is, and if that is the attitude, then uh, freedom is assured. Moksha comes and knocks on the door, yeah, and says, can I come in? That is what the whole thing is, you know, and so that is a very, you know, important verse. And uh, this, uh, you know, a very beautiful set of verses. Vidham proktam, shuddhancha asuddham evacha, Ashuddham kama sankalpam, shuddham kama vivarjitam. Let me check if it is the same one there. Yeah, here also there is a little bit of a Veda but nothing to worry because this one that we just chanted is gra- grammatically correct so this this mantra should be familiar for the people who have studied um, or listened to the um, cd's on uh, the amrita bindu upanishad yeah amrita bindu upanishad this is the opening mantra of the amrita bindu upanishad you know and uh, so and here so this is after understanding this uh, uh, chitta prasada is to be cultivated and how to cultivate the chitta prasada was also given and now what happens is that you know there is a there is a uh, further discussion on on how to groom or tame the mind and to and uh, and a further discussion on how to look upon the mind and uh, how to make it more oriented towards the pursuit of oneself rather than the pursuit of all kinds of various things in the uh, universe and uh, you know, and here a question can come if everything is Atma, what does it matter what I pursue, what I pursue, true it doesn't matter but do you know that what you are pursuing is Atma, no. (laughs) Exactly, because if you know that everything is Atma, all pursuits drop. Ah, this one thing we have to really, really understand and remember to, to begin with. You know, what is that? That once one knows the Atma, the, the pursuits are um, more, the pursuits may be there, but they are more prarabdha oriented. One pursues things because one is meant to, And like Adi Shankaraha, you know, after gaining the knowledge, he wrote a lot of commentaries because he was meant to and it was not for him, it was for us. Yeah, Sureshwaracharya wrote Vartika and uh, some other teachers sat and taught and some other teachers went and, uh, you know, some other teachers went and became activists to, to help the people, to inspire the people. So, really speaking, whatever pursuit comes uh, after understanding and having nishtha in the knowledge is, is not for oneself. It is for loka sangraha. It is for the sake of benefiting everybody. So, therefore... The, the pursuit drop means it's not that the person doesn't get out of bed the jnani is always in bed because there is nothing to do because being in bed is also an action so what are we talking about we are talking about the pursuits, the frantic pursuit to gain approval self approval and to get rid of self loathe self critique, self judgment self non acceptance those pursuits you know, form 99.9% of people's lives and that is what drops. They may be doing something, but either that is for the, uh, you know, yatra to keep up the body, to keep it going as long as it is supposed to be on this earth and they may be doing other things, which is what? To help other people. So that is what it is and so therefore what this has to be understood very 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 clearly otherwise one thinks one, get, one can get confused why are you bringing this duality because if everything is atma why can't I just continue doing what I am doing yeah so because if you know that everything is atma then who is pursuing whom really <laughs> ah, it's like a dog chasing its tail oh, it's meaningless so that this is this is to be understood. So now the, the the nature of the mind is given very beautifully. Manohidvividham dvividham The mind is said to be of two kinds. Mind here means the antakarana, antakarana, the inner instrument of thinking, feeling, uh, in you know, intellection, decision, and ahankara, which owns up all these uh, all these attributes as itself. You know, the one that identifies with the, uh, the I notion that identifies with all of them. That is what is meant here by the mind. Manaha dvividham, proktam. Two kinds of minds are talked about. The mind can be said to be of two kinds. And it's very simple, Sanskrit, this everybody can understand. Shuddhancha asuddham so one is, one one type of mind is called Shuddha pure, you know, pure, and then what, Ashuddha, what is that everybody knows, impure, huh. impure mind and pure mind, so Shuddha ahankara and Ashuddha, sorry, Shuddha antahkarana and Ashuddha antahkarana, two kinds of minds, or talked about, you know, and then what, you know, what is the, what is Ashuddha and what is Shuddha, Uh, you know, first let us take up Ashuddha, Ashuddham Kama Sankalpam, so the impure mind is said to be the one that is possessed by desire, this is a very important distinction, possessed by desire, you know the meaning of the word possessed? What? Means? Owned by desire. So the mind is not free. Why? Because one thinks the mind is pursuing things, but that is really true only in the beginning. Ah, It's like going and catching the tail of the tiger. Ah. (laughs) So in the beginning, this person shows a lot of, you know, what is that? lot of macho-ness and goes and firmly he caught the tail of the tiger with his two hands and and said to his friend you know his startled and frightened friend quick take a take a, take a photo of me with the tiger <laughs> the friend was prudent and ran away so no selfie with the tiger was possible because both of them both of the hands he's holding the tail and the tiger was sleeping And then, of course, if someone holds the tail, naturally it will wake up. It woke up and looked back and saw this undesirable fellow holding its tail. And then, you know, he was scared, it was uh, also scared of him. And so it started running, Ah, with him holding the tail in tow, it ran and ran and ran. And he was half lying in the air and half being dragged on the ground. But he dare not let go of the tiger's tail. Why? You can imagine what will happen. The tiger will quickly make a U-turn and eat him. This is what will happen. So these desires, all kinds of desires, you know and sees that, oh I wish I had a big house, oh I wish I had this I wish I had that, I wish I had 10 children, you know these are all strange desires I want to go here, I want to go there wanderlust, I want to do this I want to do that, I want to be somebody all these desires in the beginning they are very small comely, it's like having a small kitten on the lap, oh so cute and you know how, how sweetly it is lying down and you know let me pet it and then uh, and then what happens it becomes a huge problem because one is not no longer possessing the desire one is possessed by desire this is what is called ashuddha manaha this is the ashuddha anta this is what is the impurity the impurity is not in the fact that there are raga in the mind no Sarvesham This is what the Bhagavad Gita says. In every buddhi, there are ragas and dveshas. There are desires for and against things. No problem. What is the problem? Tayor When do those desires become inimical? When do those desires go rogue? They go rogue when you come under their spell. So, the Ashuddha and Karana is that which has come under the spell of the binding desires in the form of Ragadveshas, does no longer possess the desires. He is possessed by the desires like the the, the, the silly fellow who is catching the tail of the tiger and cannot let go. This is what it is. Can you now say he is catching the tail of the tiger? No. Now, the tiger's tail has caught him. That is what it is. That is what any pursuit is. You think about it. Any pursuit is tiger's tail. Lifelong, you know, uh, lifelong, what is that? Musibat. Musibat means difficulties, troubles, lifelong problems. One decision. Oh my God. One wrong decision. The whole life one is, you know, that's why one is repenting and resenting act in haste and repent at leisure, there is a saying like that, so therefore what, therefore understand this very clearly ashuddham sankalpam means you know that asakti, it is possessed by desire so it it's not a mind that contains the desires, no because we are not try, striving for a desireless antakarana We are striving for an antakarana where the desires for the, for objects drop in the wake of the understanding, you know, uh, that I am ignorant of myself and I have a problem centered on myself. That's why I'm insecure. In the wake of the understanding, one changes the pursuit and there is place to pursue the subject. So therefore the desire for the objects is replaced by the desire to know the subject. This is what needs to happen, but until that happens it's a mind that is possessed by desires. Okay? You know ashuddham Kama Sankalpam Shuddham Kama Vibarchitam and so the pure heart or mind the Shuddha Antakarana is the one where the desires have settled down. Yeah, vivarchitam doesn't means vivarchita even though it means divide of desire divide of pressure creating desires we have to add here because the upanishad is always a lady of few words so we have to fill in the blanks and add this in keeping with the in keeping with the uh, you know the teaching so here you know just like the bhagavad gita also says tayor vasham na means what you know, the ragadvesha, you know, so don't come under the spell of the ragatveshās. yoho vasham na agachet. So don't come under the spell of the ragatveshās. So the shuddha antakarna is where the person is not, you know, hounded by the desires. Where the person is a manager of the desire, where the desire does not manage the person. So these are the two kinds of minds And what kind of mind should one have? You know, one should have a mind that is what? That is that is at peace, you know, with itself A mind that is quiet uh, relatively In order to pursue this knowledge This is a, uh, you know, the, the rest of the verses Is how to have a conducive mind conducive antakarana to pursue this knowledge. Otherwise one has an inimical Antakarana where everything becomes a problem because this this Antakarana that is filled with Ragadveshas, you know what happens? It takes one for a ride and it it, it inhibits the knowledge. Yeah. How does it inhibit the knowledge? Because if the antakarana is is full of dveshas and troubled by them, There is no place for the knowledge. Even if the teacher teaches, it doesn't go in. Why? Because there's too many distractions. Yeah. And too many, um, what is that? Too many chips on the shoulders. Too many problems. Everything is internalized. Oh, I have a terrible mind. Oh, I must have a Shuddha mind. Everything becomes a complex. And so, like this, therefore, the first thing to do is to Um, is to work for chitta shuddhi and chitta shuddhi or antakarana shuddhi you know how it will come and all is going to be explained so we will just go along with the verses and uh, so this is the uh, this is the two kinds of minds this is just a opening uh, you know opening uh, mantra for the amrita bindu upanishad very beautiful and uh, you know and the next uh, mantra is also from the is uh, i believe the second mantra in the amrita bindu upanishad let us look look at that mana eva manushyanam karanam bandha mokshayoh bandhaya visaya sattam muktam so the mind is for the person manushyanam for all the people What is that? You know, the mind is the uh, uh, is the cause of what? You know, the mind is the cause of um, bandha or moksha. This we have already seen in detail because samsara is where in the mind. (laughs) Yeah. So a mind that that is you know that has no chitta prasada and that has no acceptance no devotion, no yearning for spiritual knowledge or spiritual growth, no emotional maturity uh, will will naturally be what, be be, uh, subject to what is called bandha. bandha, subject to bandha. So, because the mind is the cause of bondage, you know, bondage within quotes, because of wrong thinking. And the and the mind which is on the correct thinking is the cause of liberation, leads to liberation. Cause of liberation means is the fitting receptacle for liberation, for moksha. Because the moksha is already a vastu, is already a fact. The moksha doesn't have to be produced, thank God. Thank God for a few things in life where the moksha doesn't have to be produced, you know. Jnana also doesn't have to be produced. In fact, there is nothing produced. That, you know, only that which eclipses the truth of the self is removed through the knowledge. And what is the eclipsing factor that inhibits darshan of Bhagavan for me? What is that, you know? That is raga and dvesha. So the the ashuddha, ashuddhi is removed and so therefore what... The mind is available for the knowledge and it's as good as free. When it's free of all these things, then it leads to liberation. That's what the whole thing is. So, Bandhaya, so this is the first line. Mana eva vanushyana karanam bandhamoksha yoho. Bandhaya You know, and then what? Muktam nir Smritam. So Bandhaya. so meaning the uh, vishaya Sakti leads to bondage. So what leads to bondage? you know, the notion of bondage. The notion that I am bound comes from addiction to objects. Vishaya Sakti, addiction to objects. In fact, the word vishaya, vishinoti badnati iti vishaya ha? so that, that which binds is called vishaya in, in sanskrit that is the grammatical vyutpatti amazing so therefore what so vishinoti means that which binds is called vishaya so the desire for these objects is the is the cause of bondage Why? Because it it starts on a, it leads one on an addictive spree. (laughs) It leads one on an addictive spree. One wants to keep being addicted and addicted and addicted. And because you you strive for the object and then what? You don't get it and then it becomes, uh, you know, It becomes a prestige issue now, I have to get it, I have to get it, I have to get it. If not this, I have to get something else, and if not that, I have to get something else. And in the process, one forgets or goes against one's values, one's, uh, you know, buddhi, one's dharma, everything. And so what happens, and then therefore, one is in a constant addiction, Samsara becomes addictive for the mind that is beset with ragadveshas, unmanageable, un, you know know—pressure-filled uh, uh, ragadveshas. This is what the whole thing is. Because the more one tries to fulfil these nonsensical desires, the more there are, and all desires are what are a are a spoof because they are all desires for the atma. Atmanastukamaya sarvampriyambhavati in anticipation of the morning class. So this is what the whole thing is. Atmanastukamaya sarvampriyambhavati everything becomes dhava for the sake of the Atma alone for your own sake. And so therefore in instead of looking at what is this Atma if one tries to fill up the infinite you know without trying to discover the infinite the infinite is always under a permanent landfill of useless desires that have gone and died and then come back to life and then died. In fact, they never die. They are all non-biodegradable mass of desires. And the Atma is buried somewhere <laughs> underneath and supposedly maybe it is calling for help. Help! <laughs> this is what the whole thing is. And so therefore what? Bandhaya saktam you know, so this mind, first it was divided into two, Ashuddha and Shuddha, and Ashuddha, we were told, is the one that is possessed of desire. Shuddha is the one where the desires are properly managed and they have the proper, prior and properly prioritized. And then what? Vana eva manushyanam karanam vandha So the, the mind itself is the cause of the notion of freedom, the notion of bondage are both centered on the mind. And a mind that feels itself bound is due to being possessed by desire. Uh, sorry, objects of desires. And muktam nirvishayam smritam. And so when freed of not the objects, addiction to objects, then it becomes the cause of liberation. It becomes, in other words, ready for liberation. Yeah, it be, you know, uh, it becomes ready for liberation. And the liberation happens in the, while, uh, while uh, you know, while being taught by the Upanishad that one is already free. But in, for this, you know, there's some housekeeping is required. Yeah, some housekeeping is required. Like if you want to bring the cherished object home and put it in a nice predominant place, to to show off, then few other things have to be cleaned up, maybe you have to get rid of things that are not needed and will not go with the new decor, so like this, the, the old priorities of the mind are gone and so it's like interior remodeling and redecoration, you have to, you know, dress the mind in order to be uh, you, you have to dress the mind properly so that it can address issues of self-knowledge <laughs> and this whole notion of bondage, liberation, etc. Therefore, the mind has to be—that is all—in one's hand to do that. Okay. Then next one. Layavikshepa, rahita Again, let me look at the other one. Maybe there is the there's some funny thing going on with the meter. It is either some poetic license or something is missing. Let's see. Yeah, no, it is okay. We have to chant it uh, a little differently, that's all. Daya Vikshepa Kritva Bhavam Tada Padam so so what to do now, you know, what to do now is to have a mind, how to have a mind that is, that is ready for moksha, ready for the knowledge that one is already free, how to uh, develop this kind of a mind, this is what this next verse is addressing, so one has to make the mind Laya Rahita and Vikshepa Rahita. Because these are the two ways the mind can get distracted. Laya we know very well. What is Laya? That which happens effortlessly in Vedanta class. Oh! That which happens effortlessly in Vedanta class. Atma jnanam? You know? Akhandapara Vritti? No, 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 no. Not that. Then what happens effortlessly in Vedanta class? What is it that happens effortlessly in Vedanta class? Yes, exactly. Without any, you know, without any effort it happens in Vedanta class, what happens, you know, uh, sleep. This is what is called, (laughs) laya, laya means, you know, uh, Elaya means, yeah, Gudaka Devi's blessings, Gudaka Devi is the uh, goddess of sleep. Yes, I am not going to tell that story, okay, yeah, so yeah, sound sleep, yes, so, uh, actually in Vedanta class, generally sound sleep doesn't come, you know, say, sleep that makes a sound doesn't come. It's a light, wonderful sleep, because the mind knows, I should not snore because there are other people also in the room. So, online it doesn't matter, but in the room there are other people also. Uh, So, it's not a sleep that makes out. What is it? It It is more of a light and wonderful sleep where suddenly one stops listening. Suddenly one stops listening. And why does one stop listening? One stops listening because one doesn't, you know, one is not there. One has gone. So, laya is, you know, this is, this is in meditation. So, this, this this one thing is in meditation. In uh, meditation, one has to, uh, what is that? Um, there are two problems. Meditation, even Vedanta, Shravanam is like meditation. So, it applies in Shravanam also. So, what is that? Laya, sleep. Because Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, oh, you know, one goes off. Why? Because one is not used to being relaxed and not asleep. One doesn't know, really, honestly. In the beginning of this uh, uh, pursuit, one doesn't know the difference between the deep relaxation and sleep. Because the only kind of relaxation one is familiar with is sleep. That's why people who are you know, yogis and uh, meditators, they don't need that much sleep because they know how to put the body in a place of relaxation and uh, first in meditation and even when they are not meditating they they have the ability to access those whatever they are called delta waves or something like that in the brain they have that ability through the uh, spiritual uh, practices they have the ability to do that and so therefore they don't uh, need uh, as much sleep as you know as some someone else who is unfamiliar with these practices. And so, therefore, the sleep has to be avoided in the meditation. You know, yeah. So, laya has to be avoided. And then, you know, uh, so, um, and then what? The second problem in the meditation in a, and in Shravanam is vikshepa. Dist, you know, uh, vikshepa means distraction, where the mind just goes away even while listening. And this is very evident in a live class. I'll be looking at a person and suddenly their eyes glaze over and, <laughs> you know, and they're thinking of something else. It's very clear. Then thankfully there'll be other people in the class, so I start looking at someone else. <laughs> so I, I'm looking at the person and then they fall asleep right when I'm looking at them. And so, you know, this is uh, this, these are the two problems, laya and Vikshepa. So vikshepa means distraction, where other thoughts come and the focus goes away. Laya means where you know no thought comes and one and 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 one goes into into sleep. So these are the two problems, and um, you know. So for this we need what is called. So chitta shuddhi has been talked about at length. Chitta shuddhi we saw. Now the discussion is what chitta jalyam Chitta Naishchalyam means the Nishchalata, the unmov, uh, non-moving mind has to be developed. So Chitta Shuddhi is developed by Karma Yoga, we have seen that. Uh, so Antakarana Shuddhi or Chitta Shuddhi is developed by Karma Yoga, which is a a, a dedicated and committed practice of devotion and where uh, where one dedicates all of one's actions and the notion that one is an actor to Bhagavan and learns to act in in, uh, in tandem with what is correct, what is right, what is what Swadharma, is what is correct for oneself and then one learns to accept the results of action for uh, you know with, with a cheerful mind all for the sake of self-growth and then Chitta Naishchalyam means a mind that is unwavering a focus so that one is not carried away by the thoughts. And so this is Chitta Shuddhi is what is called Bahiranga Sadhana. A, a, a practice which is outward focus because it involves subject-object actions. Here, this action is Antaranga Sadhana. It's a spiritual practice for, for, uh, you know, for developing a focused mind. So, this is now, uh, we are talking about meditation. Antaranga sadhana. And this Antaranga sadhana means, one has to le krithva sunishchalam. That's why chitta naishchalyam is is indicated by sunishchalam. So, meaning making the mind steady through the practice of meditation, without sleep, without distraction. In other words, whenever sleep comes, you bring the mind back whenever distraction happens you bring the mind back okay and then yada when the person yati atmani bhavam yada yati atmani bhavam atmani bhavam means what you know the uh, atmani bhavam means when one is able to uh, stay with oneself yeah Atmani eva atmana tushtah sthita pragyah tada uchyate where have we heard this huh? yeah very good Bhagavad Gita second chapter description of the jnani yes very good everyone knows this very famous mantra very famous verse Um, uh, and it was not even you know, I commend all of you because it was not even chanted in tune (laughs) if I had said that and you had guessed, ah that's you know that's still good but not uh, as good as this, it was just said in prose it was amazing, you all found out, wonderful one is pleased as oneself being oneself one is pleased and then what? You know, the so what to do now? You know, there's nothing to do. Tada Tart Paramam, Gatam, you have reached the goal. Ya yeah, Paramam, Padam means that is the ultimate, that is Moksha. What more is there to do? Nothing. Dukhesu Anudvigna Manaha, Sukhesu Vigatas Prihaha, Vitaraga Munir uchyate So the sthitadhihi, the one whose buddhi is firmly established in the knowledge is the one who in sorrow is unafflicted. The mind is unafflicted in sorrow and in happiness the mind is not addicted to that happiness from uh, the contact in, in situations of happiness. The mind doesn't become glommed on or addicted to those situations. And then what so, Atmani eva Atmanatushtaha, krodhah, Atmani eva Atmanatushtaha means what? The one is happy being oneself. You know, Prajahati yada Sarvan partha manogatan. And so, as the fancies arise in the mind, the person is able to give them up without any addiction. The fancies come, fancies go, like the leaves in autumn falling over a moving river the leaf the leaf drops the river moves another leaf drops the river moves so the mind is like the river it does not hold on to the leaves it does not get sad it does not you know get uh, uh, ecstatic it is free of those opposites and it is it is tranquil and so this tranquility you know where one is not afflicted by whatever is happening in the jagat is what is called paramampadam, it is called the moksha. Moksha, this is what is called moksha. Now we have two more verses Om pur namadap pur namidam pur naad pur namudachate pur nasya pur namadagya pur namivavashishate Om shantishantishantihi Harihi om Shri Vrubhyo namaha Harihi om. If sama, saktham, yada, chittam, etc. is like behaving like an animal, how about getting lost in dhyana, sometimes what people call the bliss, that we derive singing, listening to music, forgetting ourselves, uh, uh, is supposed to provide chitta, shuddhi, there is no room for disturbance. Uh, okay, so what is the difference between pursuing, you know, it's a very interesting question you know, and uh, what's the difference between pursuing all these things uh, that we talked about uh, as though, uh, you know, like a beast, bestially pursuits, buddhi, you know, where one is always distracted by this or that, uh, versus, uh, you know, pursuing meditation, pursuing uh, bhajans, pursuing uh, devotion like a ritual, uh, you know, where one is lost, you know, that is more of a buddhi pursuits, yeah. Because it's closer to the sattvic mind. It is bringing out the sattvic mind. So therefore those pursuits are sattvic. So then they bring you closer to yourself. So listening to... I mean, listening to music, we can't just say listening to music. You know, heavy metal is not going to bring you closer to yourself. Yeah, (laughs) it's going to hate yourself even more. But something which causes a certain laya, because the mind is uh, better than sleep, is to say that, you know, uh, is to say that, uh, uh, you know, is to think of, uh, what is that, bhajans and all that. Because there is a certain laya there, but that laya is closer to who you are yeah so you you, you you go into satsang you know because even listening to shravanam that is not a bestial pursuit because that is something where a certain finer aspects of the mind are cultivated even reading a book like a biography of a of a, a saint there you know there is a finer aspects of the mind are cultivated so that's why it is it is it is allowed you know it is allowed and then uh, second one, isn't it contradictory where one should seek happiness in doing karma and not karma phala? No. And that's a, it's not contradictory. Because one uh, it says it doesn't say one should seek happiness in doing karma. No. You can't avoid doing karma, Bhagavad Gita says. <laughs> So even one one minute you cannot avoid karma, so do karma prayerfully, it doesn't say seek happiness, Ah, do karma prayerfully and be happy with whatever comes, seek happiness in the result of action, yeah, seek happiness in whatever karma phala comes, be cheerful, accepting, that is what it says, okay, yeah. And karmani eva adhikarhate maaphaleshu kadachana means that you have only the right to, it's a fact. You have right over the action, not over the result. That is a fact. Okay? Yeah. So more we'll see in the morning. Om.